I'm just a mom over here trying to make a few bucks. <laughs> can 600 Quail kickstart a business? Yes, they can. Janine Lewis of Shelby and June Woodworking joins us here on the Maker's Garage. Janine is a genuine person who started from nothing. No tools at all, bought a CNC machine, and continues to add to her capability today to make excellent signs as well as other products. Enjoy Janine here on our show, and please give us a review if you're enjoying the program. We'd love for more people to experience the folks we're interviewing and draw inspiration from their stories. All right, here's Janine. What got you making stuff instead of doing mortgages? It was mortgages, right? Yeah, yeah I am. Um... I did 18 years in mortgages and I decided I was going to be a stay at home mom <laughs> and bake cookies and be the best stay at home mom ever. And, um, that didn't really fly, I guess. <laughs> you don't have the big board to back that up. <laughs> no, I had my second, my second baby was uh, really colicky and, um, I just needed something to do. And I had, I saw this lady on Instagram that was making these word cutouts with a CNC router machine. And I thought, Oh, I want to do that. And after a couple of weeks of talking about buying a CNC router machine, my husband said, well, just buy it. Like, if this is what you want, you get, just buy it. Right. Like, anything to make you happy at this point and I got a CNC I got a Shapoko and um yeah it was um I I felt like at the time it was kind of hobby-esque um I never had any um um what's the word I didn't really think it was gonna become I have the whole shop I, my the whole garage is my shop now <laughs> yeah. yeah you didn't have any particular yeah. aspirations at the time no, I thought I was going to make word cutouts and that's like right. the last thing I do at this point. So that's fantastic. It's always good to have a spouse that's supportive. I think that's important when you're going to go off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he thought I was crazy. I'm pretty sure he thought this year certifiable, but if this will make you happy, yeah. uh, go for it. So was that uh, your first yeah. one or had you been making things before? Were you out in a shop? Oh, no, no. No, I had nothing. Wow. I had nothing. Like literally the CNC was like the first thing. My husband is a home builder. So like we're, he's right. into construction. So it's not like I had nothing. Um, like I had his tools at this point, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, it w started just literally the, we had just finished building our house. We were well, not even finished building the house. And the Shapoko was basically the only thing sitting in the garage. We had just put a roof on it. I don't even think we had a garage door on the on the house yet. <laughs> oh man, must have been summertime then, being up in Canada. Yeah, yeah, June. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't fly. Okay, no. so that's, that's your very first thing. So you get into it, not yeah. knowing what you're going to make other than some words, and that's enough for yeah. your machine. I love that. How do you end yeah. up starting to sell to other people? Who are your first clients? Um. Well, I bought my machine in. Um, 2019 and I started my business in September 2019 um, and I kind of I I kind of grew a small following within my my within my community and uh, I live in a small town it's about 5,000 people year-round that live here and it's a seasonal it's a seasonal tourist type um, destination um, but I had started just in the fall of 2019 and as we kind of went into 2020 and COVID started um it, I felt really it felt really weird as a, a new business owner and I didn't really know um how to promote myself um without seeming super without seeming super selfish so I actually 
did a community giveaway. Um, and what I did, and this was, um, I believe it was, it was in April of 2020. I cut out, um, we have a lot of little quail in our area. I used the Chipoco and I cut out, I kid you not, 600 quails. And I had two different locations on two different days and I gave them away as like art kits um, in my community. Awesome. And yeah, and I, from that point, I, I, I think I knew in my head at that time that it would be a good promotional thing, but to me, it was just something to make people smile. Right. And, um, and kind of bring some, like everybody was freaking out at that time. Like nobody knew what was going on and it was just something for the kids to do because for me, I knew my kids were at home all of a sudden and I didn't like, you know, they were looking for things to do. Um, but yeah, I gave away 600 quail, um, <laughs> standing on the street <laughs> it was crazy oh, okay so what yeah. does 600 quail cost and do you have an idea what that turned into in terms of return oh my goodness well I, what like i mean cost wise i went through lots of bits right um geez it, like it wasn't really like it was like a hundred dollars maybe okay um and it was I mean, it's like my whole business. Like, I mean, yeah, the, I, 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 yeah, it really did kickstart my whole business. Um, I got my name out there because people were sharing it. People were, you know, sharing on their social media. Um, people started ordering. Um, I like, it just went crazy after that, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So who, who are your first clients and what did they order? Um, gosh, that's a good one. Um, my first clients were local community uh, members and it was like a lot of um, like, it was kind of, we had just gone into Christmas in 2019. And um, so I did a lot of family name signs that year. Yeah. Um, I had done a couple markets um, in, in December that year. And I, oh goodness, I had attended one market and I pretty much sold 90% of what I had taken to the market. And then I had another market six days later. So that I, I was literally killing myself trying to get inventory for the next market. Um, but like a lot of family name signs. And I guess because of what time of year it was, a lot of Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, where do you get your ideas from? Oh, oh, other makers, um, Instagram. Um, I used to spend a lot of time on Pinterest, but not so much anymore. Um, a lot of people come to me with their ideas, um, which okay. is really cool. Yeah, like uh, like some of the custom um, like nursery signs and stuff like that. Like they might have a theme which might um, kickstart the ideas. Um, but yeah, it like a, a lot of ideas come from the client. Okay, yeah, I wondered about that. How much you were getting exact yeah. requests and how much people were leaning on you in terms of design? It's, it, I would guess that it varies across clientele. Yeah, it depends on what it is because right now I'm kind of in market season. So for me, that would be just stuff that I'm drawn to that I'm making uh, mm -hmm. for markets. Um, but when it comes to somebody requesting, like um, right now I have one where it's a Winnie the Pooh theme um, nursery. I, I stay away from anything copyright, so I won't do a Winnie the Pooh. Right. Um, but we've taken that theme and we've done a brunch with leaves and a honeycomb and, and little bees flying around. Right. So, um, like that's kind of the, like the direction we went with that, but that was what they came to me with was Winnie the Pooh. Right. So, um, but yeah, a lot of the ideas come from the clients. They have good ideas. Some of them are so awesome.
How often have you taken an idea that one client came to you with and you developed with them on their project and ported that over to another sale? Oh, all, all, often. I try not to duplicate unless it's a very standard right. design. Right. Yeah, but often, right? Because like if um, I often will, um, yeah, I, I'll sometimes, like I often almost always try to just get a budget out of somebody so that I can fly with it. Um, because you can just do like a regular birch factor, right? But if you got the budget for it, maybe you can do a mosaic or um, upgrade it to hardwoods and things like that, right? So more often than not, I try to um, derive a budget so then I can run with it. Um, and a lot of people kind of hand over creative freedom. So that's fun. I always like that. How do you handle setting the budget and expectations with your clients pricing your stuff? Mm, it's hard. Pricing is always the hardest one, right? Um, like, it, I guess it depends because um, if somebody might come to me strictly based on budget, so they say that like I have one hundred and fifty dollars to spend, and I can I can go back and give them examples what a hundred what one hundred and fifty dollars will get them. Uh, but then some people come and they say, you know, my budget's five hundred, right? And and more often than not, the people that are saying my budget's 500 are, are letting me take that design and run with it because they know what I'll come up with. They know, they know that what I come up with will be good. That sounds really, that sounds a bit conceited, but. No, that's the way it is, right? That's why yeah. I've seen your stuff. I've seen your work. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. It's better than good. I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy like I enjoy um, I enjoy coming up with new things. I enjoy trying new things. It doesn't always work. I have a piece over here that I poured epoxy on it the other night, and I had twelve moths land in it. But you know, be, before it was even half an hour in, and I like I had to scrape the whole thing down, and I have to start over. Now I'm thinking like, how where am I going to pour this epoxy that it's going to work, right? But I don't know. It doesn't always work, but I I try. <laughs> uh moths in the epoxy hashtag canada problems is that what that is oh, yeah. i'm not even sure i've never seen moths like this in my shop before so i'm i'm not i'm not even sure i've they been like lighting epoxy. candles in here yeah i've been lighting candles in the shop at night to trying to attract them and kill them all but they just keep on coming <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. all right well now we know a moth is the yeah. worst thing for epoxy yeah. <laughs> you have to do it inside yeah do you sell direct yeah. consumer only or are you in some retail in the local area or somewhere else? Um, I, I mostly am direct to consumer. I do have some wholesale items out there in local like bakeries and wineries and things like that. Like I said, we have, we're in a very tourist based um, area. Yeah. So I do have some stuff in um, wineries. Um, but mostly I would say that 95% of my business is direct to consumer wineries is a big one i don't think a lot of people realize uh i recently went to yeah. uh, benzinger up in and not paso robles not napa somewhere else and yeah. they do a tremendous amount of business in jewelry oh that really like, yeah and a ton of jewelry so that seemed like a real opportunity how did you develop your relationship with the bakeries and wineries to carry your things um it's a small town um so i feel like um, because of my community, I do do a lot of community give back still, um, that it's definitely, um, just the relationships that I've developed through the few, the three years that I've been in business now. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, I just did that, like, you know, a hundred little ornaments for a winery that went into their wine advent calendar. So that, that like, that was kind of fun. 
No. Yeah. So did, did you take them stuff or did you go in and, and just say, what do you need? Or how did you, <laughs> how did you pick that yeah. off? I've been very scared to grow my business up until recently um, because I have young children. Um, I haven't really had full-time childcare ever during this time. Um, so I've been actually very, very afraid to grow my business in the last three years. Most recently, I had my youngest start daycare and my other started kindergarten. Um, so I've actually finally got into a position where I feel like I can grow my business. So any business like that at this point has been me being approached by the winery or the bakery or okay. um, or by clients. I've, I've tried. I promote myself on social media, um, but I've, I've also been very scared to grow my business. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah, how do you how do yeah. you split your time then with the four and the five year old? Uh, well, now that we we got the daycare, like at the daycare in the kindergarten, when they're with me, I'm with them. Um, I used yeah. to try to like work when I was with them, and it's just not. It's not even like it's not fair to anybody when I tried to do that. So, so now when they're with me, they're with me. And um, when I'm in the shop, I'm in the shop. All right. Any given time, how many orders are you working on? How many projects? Oh, this year has been a little bit different. Um, we did have um, a death in the family this fall. So I cut off my custom orders um, earlier. Um, but usually at this time of year, I'm working with 70 to 80 orders. And I'm usually crying myself to sleep at night. <laughs> you need a job year, assistant. <laughs> yeah, this year I'm sitting around forty, um, just with with myself cutting cutting back orders this year. Yeah. All right. Tell me about your shop. You said you started in yeah. the garage, and now you own the entire garage. The entire garage, uh, oversized double. Um, I started with the Shapoko. I'm pointing at it like you can see it. Um, I started with the Shapoko um, XL. Um, and I'm very, by the way, congratulations on the five. That's awesome. Highly jealous. Yeah. Um, I, so I started with the three, uh, the XL. And then I got, what it, or is it XXL or XL? Um, and then I got the smaller guy, the XL beside me here. Not XL. Is it XL? No, I'm standard? confusing myself. Do you have a standard and an XXL? Yes, a standard and an XXL. So okay. um, the standard is what I use for um, every, sorry, the XXL is what I use for everything. And then the standard is what I picked up. I got that a year in and I use that one exclusively just to make crib boards. So I have it set up with um, with the JTAC uh, diode laser and I use that one just for crib boards. Crib boards? Yeah. Like C-R-I-B as in baby? Like cribbage, yeah. Oh, cribbage boards. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. cribbage boards. Yeah. yeah. Cribbage boards is a big business. Lots of, and, I know. And people out there who don't even know what cribbage is and have never played, which surprises me. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I don't actually play crib. I've never played crib in my life. I've made thousands of crib boards. <laughs> thousands. Okay, so thousands might be a bit of a stretch. Hundreds. I've made hundreds many. of crib Yeah, boards. many. Yeah, okay. many. Yeah, and then recently I added a laser to the to the group here, and um, oh my goodness, I got my own table saw recently too. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I've never nice. had my own table saw. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Why, why did you get a laser? I think they're very complimentary tools. But what what took you to that space? Um, 
I found that I was doing a lot of small intricate cuts um, that, and I was pulling it off with the CNC, but it was a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, a lot of the a lot of the work that I do has, um, I believe it's called in in, in Sturgia or. Um, anyways, a lot of the work I do interlocks pretty much, right? So right. when I'm putting together um, florals or anything like that, a lot of the work interlocks together. And I was finding that with um, with the CNC, I was having to take my design, separate it out, cut it, and then put it back together uh, right. to make it fit. And it just was a lot more work um, for that type of work, for, for that type of design. And um, that seems to be a, lo- a large portion of my um, orders. And so I got the laser to um, kind of complement, uh, like you said, I mean, I use both of the machines daily, right? So um, um, to complement and um, kind of better suit what type of work I was doing. Right. It doesn't do a good job, uh, the laser of making, say, three-dimensional objects. And a lot of your no. sites have some pretty neat florals with three-dimensional yeah. objects. Is that coming yeah. out of the machine that way? Are you programming it or are you hand no. also? No, I'm actually hand doing that. Yeah, I use a Dremel, a rotary tool to um, shape most of the florals. Gosh, I, I actually wish I could figure out, like, I, I'm not talented enough to use a CNC to do that. I wish you could do the 3d. I I don't think it would be as artistic because you're doing it in the computer. So it's not the same as you're you're shaping it by hand, but if you wanted to do say, I don't know, 200 (laughs) flowers instead of 200 quail, then you could, you could rep out 200 flowers that way. Yeah. More quickly than you could a Dremel, but my husband, he still, we're three years in with this machine and he's still every, like all the time he's harping on me. He wants me to do like these neat carvings and like, um, like these plaques and stuff like that. And I'm like, I just don't know how, like, <laughs> I know the machine's okay. fully capable of doing it, but I don't, I just, I've never really dived into it. All right. Places to go still. We all have yeah. places to go. There's no oh, doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. You have a favorite yeah. material? Uh, I've been using a lot of acrylic lately. Yeah. Um, not favorite material. I mean, anything hardwood, really. I mean, if I get orders with hardwoods involved, I mean, that's just, it's just so much nicer to work with than MDF and things like that, right? Right. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Uh, spray paint of choice because you use a lot of spray paint. So what's a, a yeah. product like you doing in terms of brand and why and where can people get it? Okay. Um, I use bombing science. I've ordered from bombing science and I use Montana. Um, I am trying to get away from the spray uh, using as much spray paint. So I actually recently got an airbrush. So mm. I'm going to see, I haven't really figured it. I haven't I, in mid Christmas rush is not the time to be, you know, experimenting with new things, but I do want to try to get into airbrushing a bit more. Um, because I mean, the spray paint just costs so much more money, right? Like it's just incredible how much everything costs now. And it goes all over the place and smells terrible. It has a whole bunch of drawbacks, let's say. And the the other thing, I mean, I don't know about this, but last time I picked up primer, we actually drove to the States to get it. Um, But like a can of primer here is almost $20. What? Um, Yeah. What? Almost twenty dollars. Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That'll yeah. And, the price. Yeah. So then I like I I we cross we're we're not too far from the border here, but we you know we had to drive down an hour and a half to 
Oroville to pick up primer for it was less than seven dollars can with exchange it's still way less than we pay up here but the mm -hmm. spray, spray paint is just so much right so right but right. yes montana i mean you can't go wrong rust-oleum when i first started i used rust-oleum but that's it that's doesn't dry very well i find i don't you know, like it bubbles it has it's so finicky it has the drying yeah. the drying windows are so finicky yeah uh what's the other we have another popular one here krylon i think that, that's the one i, I use never use krylon yeah it's, it's good it dries quickly it dries hard it, you can you yeah. can work with it in the same day but if you let it dry overnight then it's super solid even on something like aluminum where it could be a little bit more slippery than yeah like it doesn't cover mdf worth a darn i, I don't I haven't had no nothing does, MDF. yeah it just not so very much does like a sponge yeah yeah what's happening at your local hardware store what's going on with the dancing down there <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dancing everywhere. <laughs> uh, you know, I've come across, I guess, through your feed. I somehow clicked on the local hardware store up there, and there's some weird yeah. stuff happening in there. <laughs> um, not not me dancing. There's somebody else, no. right? No, like somebody um, that works there. Some some older. Yeah, she's awesome, isn't she? Yeah, it's hilarious. She like pops up out of nowhere. Yeah she's awesome our kids go to kindergarten together she is awesome i'll have to let her know that you asked <laughs> oh my gosh yeah she's she was making me laugh i love it yeah All it's right. actually that heart the hardware store there is like it's like beyond what you've ever 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 imagined your in your entire life people come to soyuz as a destination to go to that hardware store like it's incredible yeah. it did seem very eclectic it wasn't just a bunch yeah. of drivers and not, and no. stuff yeah it just like no, no, backgrounds. No. I'm not surprised you hear you say that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, what are your most successful holiday products? You're in market mode. What things are moving for oh. you? If somebody's looking to make stuff and go to market. Yeah. You know, I feel like this year is a lot different than previous years. Um, economically, like people just don't have as much money this year. So I feel like what's moving and what's selling is the lower priced ornaments. Uh, so, um, I shouldn't say lower priced, but ornaments, small, small items are, go is what's moving. Um, or, um, yeah, that's, it's pretty, that's pretty much, um, what I've noticed this year. It's been a it's been a little bit different than previous years, more often than not, like just the little Christmas signs and stuff like that is usually what I've had success with. Okay. Um, yeah. Who, who are these Shelby and June people? <laughs> they're actually my dogs <laughs> okay okay because yeah. i know you said yeah. your husband's name is not june <laughs> no it's not and my name is janine actually um right. so when i was looking to um when i was looking to start the business i just really wanted something that was catchy and um, the dogs are shelby and juniper and um it just i felt like it just kind of rolled off the tongue and it just sounded good so that's uh we went with it and a lot of people call me shelby and yeah. i don't usually uh i don't usually i i i feel like if i was you know in elementary school and somebody called me anything but janine i would have probably a freak out right um but now people call me shelby and i'm like yeah sure but I, 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 depending on who it is, I might not even correct them. <laughs> you change it to Janine Shelby Lewis. You could just be all three. There you go. Added there your you own go. Name. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then it's funny because then somebody will come to the house to pick something up and I'm yelling at Shelby, Shelby, get back here. Right. Like, <laughs> they're it. like, oh, oh, she's <laughs> crazy. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love it. Are you back to taking custom orders and where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm back to I'm open, like January is um, kind of my timeline for custom orders reopening um, right now. If somebody's uh, contacting me about a custom, we I, I'm totally game to chat about it. But I'm on all the social media at Shelby in June. OK, that's I think perfect. it actually might be Shelby in June woodworking, but Shelby in June yeah. is where you're going to find Shelby yeah. June woodworking. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. All right. So what haven't we talked about that somebody should know about your business or about being a person? Uh, who's trying to promote their business on Instagram, being in your shop, running it with a shape Oko and a laser and a few other tools. Oh my goodness. Um, I guess one other really cool thing about my shop is that we actually are full off-grid solar. Um, so yeah, so we run everything off of the power of the sun here. And uh, when it's not sunny, then I'm dipping into generator power, but, um, but that's kind of a cool thing about my shop. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else is there. I'm just, I'm just a mom over here trying to make a few bucks <laughs> <laughs> and being successful at it. I, love I it. feel like I am. Yeah. At times it's a bit overwhelming. Um, like I said, the childcare situation's not always been full time and, um, my orders have definitely been, you know, worthy of full time, um, for mm -hmm. quite a few years now. So, um, I just, I just really enjoy what I do and, um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Janine, thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Maker's Garage. Be sure and check out our entire library of other interviews with makers from across a wide spectrum of artistry. Information from people doing terrific work who hopefully inspire you on your next project.